All right, here we go. It is 4-20-20-22. It's a lot of 20s. <laughs> and yeah. if you added up some of those twos, you'd come up with four. But if you added up all those twos, <laughs> you'd come up with eight. So that's right. Eight, that's and eight is a round table. That's, if you think about that's it, that's right. right to, it's that's infinity. Racist <laughs> math, man. You're yeah. a white supremacist. Yeah, in, that's an infinity. <laughs> uh, so take with that. Take take from that what you will. Either way, it is round table time. We got uh, Norm is here yet again. We got Brett from Circle Two Seventy Media. And for those who don't know, here you go. We are at the round table taking on all the hotbed topics of the day. Norm is slinging the news like. Tom well, Brokaw back in the day. Let as me I, do, as, do my usual preamble. Uh, I apologize, number one. <laughs> and, uh, and number two, I love everybody. There there are no human beings I do not love. Yeah. Um, let's. I, I got to kick this off with something this show accomplished, in my opinion. I think we were the reason the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, endorsed jd vance i think he tuned oh. in i think he tuned into the round table he listened to our podcast down there mar lago and and he decided wow those insightful questions that steve and norm were popping jd yeah really make, brought me around and and so i'm gonna endorse that guy you know making it simple making it understandable right uh making it uh mass right appears simple but highly complex yeah highly complex right. so very sophisticated right maybe maybe we maybe we ought to get old dt here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to go right to a major story in ohio that sort of fits into one of our other previous guests uh litigates in and that is uh, uh the areas of free speech so down in, at shawnee state university which is a mm. state university here in ohio yep. meaning not private um, Steve, why don't you roll with this? Do you know the facts involved? Go ahead. Uh, I think I, I know of the facts. I, I may not get it right, but there was a professor down there filed a lawsuit, and the lawsuit was premised upon the fact that he didn't want to use certain pronouns. He didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to be forced to use uh, Miss instead of Mister or some other pronoun. And basically, what he was a professor, and anybody who who is even in high school, a lot of teachers did this. They would call you Mister Palmer or. Uh, they'd use Miss or Mister uh, to address you, and, and law school was that way for sure. We had a, a, a professor at Cap that was notorious for this. He had sort of a Canadian British accent, and he'd say, "Mister Palmer," and you would stand up there, and you'd have to recite the facts of the case or whatever. Um, but uh, this this uh, professor uh, was told that he had to use Miss instead of Mister. And he didn't want to do that. He felt that that was uh, an overreach, uh, a violation of his uh, rights under the First Amendment. And, and this is sort of different because you're compelling speech. You're not um, you're not preventing it, but it's an interesting twist on it. Um, and then they went so far to say, well, look, just don't you just use the last names. And he goes, no, I'm not doing that. I, you know, it is what it is. You, you can't tell me how to address people. Now, I, I think if we really talked to this guy and I actually saw the story, Norman, I, was, I, I kicked around calling him uh, or calling his attorney. And ask him because I, I, my my experience dealing with things like this is the people behind it, the professor behind it. If you asked him in a social setting to use Mister or Miss, he probably would. He probably would do it on a very individual level and not, uh, not look at it like uh, I'm just doing it to cause somebody offense and harm. Um, but I think his bigger cause was that he didn't feel that the school, sanctioned by the state of Ohio, by the way, this is a state-run school, had the authority to tell him what he had to say, compel his speech in this fashion. And uh, I think he, he initially filed a lawsuit and 
was thrown out of court, but then I believe it was the Sixth Circuit down in Cincinnati. Yeah, it was the Sixth Circuit down in Cincinnati uh, reversed it, and uh, he does have a cause of action. I think it ultimately settled. I'm not sure. Settled for uh, $400,000. This reminds me of uh, that. Who, who's the Canadian uh, guru? Uh, he's all over the internet. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, it reminds me of Jordan Peterson. Uh, he had a similar thing happen uh, when he was a professor. Um, and uh, he absolutely refused to call uh, a, a man or a woman by some other, you know, be, at somebody's insistence to, to change their gender. It basically, was he, the, the argument by Jordan Peterson and probably by this professor is, hey, if if I see a giraffe, I'm, I'm not going to call it a rhinoceros. Well, and, and but it's broader than that. You, I, you I, can't make me... Um, you can't redefine reality for yeah, me. This I, is I'm going to stay in my reality. And yes, I think in a social setting, this student, I, I read the facts of the case, this student went up and got in the grill of the professor after the the class was over and threatened the professor with um, his job and in fact filed a complaint with the university and the university did put uh, it did initiate, uh, as you would, as you would expect with a public employee, it did start to initiate things in his file uh, that could ultimately uh, add up and lead to dismissal. So part of that was also part of the reason I'm sure the professor uh, filed his action. Yeah. So they took disciplinary action against him, and based on this student's threat. So when when, you, when we do these things, if you're giving the students power over a professor's job, and and really what's happening is it's not just about being courteous to somebody or being like a, dissing somebody or causing them some disrespect. Um, you you've got a state-run entity compelling you to say and call. Uh, students, things, whatever, not even things, but people by a certain, by in a certain way. And it's, it's forcing, it's a lever of power that maybe has never really been explored uh, to its extent. And it's very Orwellian, right? It's under 1984. They well, and it, 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 it's, it's a trap if you think about it, because as often as this changes, yeah, every month it seems to change because I know we were one extreme that th- th- people wanted to be called it. Yeah. And I refuse to do that because no one is an it to me. Yeah, and I and thank yeah. God that went away pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. So how are we supposed to stay ahead of the curve in respond in res, in regards to respecting? And I get the respect. I I understand that. I mean, but at the same time, we cannot we stay cannot. ahead of that. And, and we cannot. There's a broader problem underneath all this, and that's this 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 notion that I, that we have individual rights not to be disrespected through words of others. And you know. Yeah. That's a very, like you point out, Brett, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah. So if somebody calls me miss instead of mister, um, do I have the ability to do something like uh, get that person fired? You know, it, it's yeah. like, think about that. Like in the, in when I grew up, if somebody called you a name, my, you'd go home and your mom would say, well, sticks and stones may break right. your bones, but well, names Steve, will never hurt you. Yeah. Steve, right. I coached a little football and I recall some of my fellow coaches. I may have done it myself. I don't, I don't specifically remember because it, it caused no trauma. I mean, the boys knew what we were doing, but I mean, almost any football coach has said, Hey, Okay, get over here, you, you girls. You know, let's get in the huddle, you bunch of sissies or whatever. Sure. I mean, 
come on, man. It's just, you know, like it's speech. Get over it. Sticks and stones and all that, yeah. you know, but but words well, cannot hurt me. Look how timid and look how fragile yeah. we are creating. Or look how look what we're doing to our society. We're creating a very fragile society. I well, mean, this it, is the snowflake yeah. thing. And it, 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 yes. If, yeah. if I'm going to be so distraught that I need safe spaces, that I need right. Um, right. Uh, individual counseling and therapy because somebody said Mr. instead of Miss or Miss instead of Mr. Right. It's like, what are we? We're not helping people. No, right? we're, we're not, no. you know, because right. guess what? Sooner or later, the real somebody's going to punch you in the damn nose. The real world's going to come right into your face. And, right. you know, well, we, and, and it also shows the empowerment that this this group behind the kid well, has given them. Yeah. Right, because they're going to force yeah. everybody to call something that it's not. Well, and when, when you right. can do that, when you can call, you know, I mean, if you can call one group who are obviously men, if if you're being forced to call them women, then what else can the government or somebody compel you to call sure. something else? Yeah. Should I call, you know, all Jews like the Nazis did rats? Right. You know, I mean, what if somebody compels me to do that like the Nazis did? I don't think you compel people to call anybody anything. You teach that at home, uh, in the community. And by teaching, I mean you learn those lessons at home and in the community to respect others yeah. and how to treat others. And the more you destroy, the more you destroy the home and the community, the more or the the less you learn those lessons. So you know, I learned at home that you don't treat people poorly. You don't you, you don't overstep. And and there's like uh, there's an order to the world. And you know, I, I will also say this that in the name of righteousness, like this, yeah, uh, has come every authoritarian dictatorship. Uh, ever, Absolutely. it ever blessed its, right. its presence on the earth or whatever Redefining things. Uh, right. it, 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 in the name of righteousness, sure. and I'm correct. It yeah. always goes too far. It always goes too well, far. Well, you, you started out with uh, some some math here, and I kind of jokingly said, well, that, you know, if you're saying two plus two uh, equals four, that, that's white supremacy. But yet, another news item, the state of Florida under Governor DeSantis has rejected 40% of the math, math, I said, <laughs> not social studies, but math textbooks. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, that contain CRT, Common Core, and various other progressive bullshit. And, you know, I, I think that is where we are today, uh, that, that almost half of the textbooks submitted, you know, to the Department of Education in Florida are now containing this junk where I, I even saw where um, uh, a teacher's group came out yesterday and said that with we need to de-emphasize actual reading and become far more visual-oriented. Yeah, now, nonsense. The, now this is, you know, this is grade school teachers who are now saying, you know, come on, why are you making us teach reading? And, and yet, you know, here we go on math. What could be, what could be less racial what could be less sex oriented? What could be more logical and more? Well, here's the thing: the math. I mean, math is like there is no bias. Here, in math. Here's here's the thing, though. There <laughs> yeah. there is an, a bias in math, in the sense that some people are good at it, others are not. Um, and, and it's that's not why that black have, and white. And that's why we have school. Sure, sure. it's not to that make black everybody white. good at. In it. other words, like <laughs> you may you may tend more towards mathematics, and I may tend more towards you know the arts. Sure. Um, and it's just inherent, and it's totally okay. Right. It doesn't mean that I can't learn math. 
It just means I need to work harder at math. Well, I or think learn, I or think, learn different tricks about right. it. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't yeah. you think uh, Ben Carson, Doctor Ben Carson, uh, pediatric neurosurgeon, uh, or let's say Thomas Sowell or Clarence Thomas? Don't you think those guys are pretty good at math? I kind of do. Yeah, I don't but they think don't math because they don't agree. <laughs> I don't yeah. think math has a diddly squat to do with race. But, it, but it's also true that it, there's other things that are true that people sort this way. Like you could. George Washington Carver. There are more people like the, in the math and in sort of STEM fields, like engineering, yeah. hardcore mathematics, hardcore physics. There's more men than women. And right. you could say that that's because of discriminatory application of whatever. I have no idea. But it also could be true that more men tend towards those fields than women would tend towards those fields. And of the men in those fields, it's not all of I mean, certainly, look, I was not a math guy. So it's like if there's only a few people in at the top of the mathematics field, um, you can't just say it's only men. It's just of the few, it's, no, not it, at it's all. very few men. There's a big movie not too long ago about three African-American women that were key exactly. to NASA's space mission. Right. It was a great like, movie. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that there, there's some discriminatory impact. And, and I would also, I always ask people this too. It's like, do you really want that job? Like, do you want to be the guy or the gal yeah. sitting in some cubicle doing math? Well, maybe. all day. It's like, I don't want that job. That sounds horrible to me. It sounds awful. It right. sounds like nothing I would be good at it. Nothing I would want to do. And it, so it's like, even it's even in the, in the uh, subset of men, it's only, a, it, it's a very small portion of men that, 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 that can do that stuff. But the, but to imbue a math textbook or a reading textbook with a load of political messaging. Uh, it's 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 lunacy. Is is wrong. Is deeply deeply. It's wrong. deeply wrong, and mm. you're, it's going to result in this huge backlash sooner or later of a rejection of public schools, where parents are going to say, "You know what? Screw this. I'm going to teach my kids myself." Yeah, I would probably right now. I'd be very close to doing that. I'd be homeschooling if I were going through it again with kids, uh, well, because well, I just don't trust any of this. W- one state out of fifty. With I mean, so it's well, you it's, know it's happening everywhere. So yeah, you know it's happening everywhere. I want to know all. I want a list of the states that have just accepted all these tests. Yeah, it's total crap. And then I would send my kids, as you say, to private school. I would. There's no way. But even the private schools are. I, have I, been I would let. I would let somebody teach my kids at. Two plus two sometimes equals five. So are they are they infusing this in like the story problems? Is that how they're doing that? They, because, well, because I don't have, to, I don't have to, the textbook. I, I'm just curious because to your point, one plus one equals two. You can't. Well, do they say it's not that. necessarily getting the right answer as long as you tried hard. I think that's sort of the oh, underlying that, message. Well, I, yeah, it's like they're not grading people on getting the right answer. And okay. you know, oh. I remember in high school, if if I did a whole problem on the little graph paper with with advanced algebra, or whatever it was, if you got the formula right, you would get some credit. Mm-hmm. But if you made an arithmetic mistake, right. which often happened. You know, sure. in in your right. in the heat of the moment, right? You, you, you didn't get it right, and you got some credit for getting the formula right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it's already somewhat baked into the equation, right? I mean, if if you've got the formula correct and you get the wrong answer, well, in my experience, you get some credit for that. Um, but just to say that you're not going to be graded on on getting it right, or it's no, it's not a benefit to get it right. Well, that's that's lunacy. Well, the mm-hmm. the camel's nose under the tent here, so to speak, was years ago. This goes back to the seventies. You might recall the term ebonics. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. where where instead of uh, teaching inner city children how to properly articulate 
a sentence. It or, would be or, considered racist to do yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, they can come on and go, yo, dog, all y'all's got to do this. And, well, and look, you it, know, and that's that's not helping that child. That child needs to know how to go on a job interview and speak correctly. This is fascinating. This is a fascinating topic. And we can go for hours on this. But language and the evolution of language and, and where that where dialects come from, et cetera. There, there's a book called The Mother Tongue. I remember reading this a long time ago. And it's, it's sort of interesting how it works. And I remember also... I, I saw this linguist one time take he, his his point was the southern draw the southern accent is really a British accent and and he talking through a sentence showed us the evolution how it got to that and it started yeah. with this for, this prim right. and proper British accent sure. and then in the context of like two sentences he had transformed it into that southern draw sure. and, wow. and sort of showed how it happened yeah but if you don't it, it, the point is, is that at some point you still have to be able to communicate. Um, now, if you go down to well, Louisiana, that, that, that's the whole point of of and, having and a, a common baseline. You have where, to have where it. we can all communicate. Y- yes, you can go back to your family and speak Hungarian, or or speak Swedish, or or speak whatever language, Swahili, or a dialect of those, what, what, right? whatever so, you want to speak. But if you're going to communicate with customers in the Walmart aisle when they say. You know, where where are the towels? What aisle can I find the towels? And you can't talk to them, then, then we don't have a working Do country. you remember, it reminds, me, it reminds me of Airplane. Do you remember Airplane, the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where there's this nut, <laughs> there's these two yeah. guys, and they're, they're, they're talking, nobody understands. She goes, oh, right. excuse me, I speak jive. You're exactly. <laughs> right. And he's yeah. like, Co got to be. Right. And the reason that's funny is because it's absurd. Right, yeah. Th- that's they, the reason right. it's funny. No, that would be, that, that movie never make it anymore. Oh, I know. But oh. man, it's funny. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still funny. I don't care who you are. It's there's funny. a long list of movies they couldn't make anymore. Yeah. But man, Starting with blazing saddles (laughs) uh so moving on if i may um uh this is driving a little bit about covid uh we were talking before the show a little bit about this uh but i think it's interesting that somebody picked up on uh something our own cdc and nih weren't doing but they were doing in england and that is weekly results of uh of who's vaxxed and and who got COVID that week and in the percentages and somebody tapped into Walgreens Walgreens having been one of the most pernicious uh pushers of vaxes that I've ever seen I mean if you went in a Walmart over the last two years you were literally bombarded with signage about getting vax getting boosted getting shots and I mean it, you, you know you felt like you were a pin cushion um they um they have some data up at the Walgreens uh, of their survey. So they, they survey their customers, 60,000 tests for COVID. And of those, 62% of the positives nationwide were both vaxxed and boosted, like our governor here in Ohio. Uh, the unvaxxed, people who never got the vaccine, and obviously if they never got the vaccine, they didn't get any boosters either, they were only 17% of the positive uh, cases this week. Um, and it, the, the theory is supposedly, now I'm not a, a biologist, just like the new associate Supreme Court justice, so um, I may get this wrong. She didn't know what a woman was, so you know, forgive me if I make a mistake. I, I love little like slips. It's like, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, let you, me, you let me just throw that. Throw that. At us. Yes, sir. Um, so, the theory is that successive boosters 
Uh, and, and this is why they, they, you know, this is part of the, the, the outcome of not doing long-term tests on these vaccines. Uh, the, these boosters apparently cause a short-term gain in, in, in immunity. So you get a small benefit early on in the, it, after the booster is given you. But then as they weaken, they actually cause, the theory goes, something called immune suppression. Yeah. And the name for that is original antigenic sin. So original antigenic sin is the biology term for it, where the boosters actually start weakening your immune system. Yeah, and I saw this doc one time. It was a holistic doc, and I'm sure he was censored all over, so I saw him on a alternate platform. But he, uh, he had a patient who had to get the vaccination for work. And had to make the choice, lose your job or get the shot. Well, he's like, look, I, I, I need to raise my family. I got I to work. And the doc said, look, I'll get you the shot, but please do me a favor. I won't disclose your your identity, but let me take your let me take a comprehensive blood panel from you before and after. And right after he got the vaccination, now this is this is just an anecdotal one example, so I'm not drawing any huge conclusions from it, but it was interesting. Right after the vaccination, the guy's uh, basically T cell immunity. You know his uh, the power cells that kill or that are your antibodies plummeted, absolutely plummeted. Um, you know just through the floor, and uh, something about and I think it's because your body his body immediately went to attack what was put into his what was put into him. You know the vaccine itself, and that caused this decline. And now I didn't. I didn't look back, and I don't know if he ever went back and tested it like six weeks later, whether it went back up or not. But I, you know, the theory goes that that's that's how, uh, or that's why people uh, were getting compromised with cancers, et cetera, because their their initial immunity drops, and then the vaccine does what it's supposed to do. I guess I have no idea. I'm not taking any position on it. But you know, you're right. There was no testing on it, and we would get like six months ago or a year ago, we'd be like censored off the air for even having this conversation. Sure, right. Um, but uh, let me push back a little bit. So you said 17% of the unvax were positive. That's here, right. Only here, 17%. Now, here's the problem. I need to know. Um, whereas, how many whereas, unvax, those, whereas those who were vaxxed, let me just repeat it. Were whereas, 62. Were 62. Right. And boosted. Vaxxed and boosted. And boosted. Here's the problem, though. Um, I would need to know, like, I would be, if, if I, are the, are the unvaxxed less likely to go get a test? So- you would, and that could that could skew that stat, and so, as well as the unvaxed, are they taking additional measures? As in, they're staying at home more, or maybe they, they're they just taking, decided they're not going to be out in public. Maybe more. they're healthier, and it could be healthier maybe, too. Maybe they're not overweight. Maybe they don't have any comorbid conditions. There are a lot maybe they're of taking other ivermectin. Maybe they're taking quercetin. Maybe they're taking their B and C and D. And uh, yeah. they're 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 drinking their uh, tomato juice, whatever it is you know yeah. you do that your body, yeah, uh, their zinc. Uh, so it's like there's a lot of variables. Now again, Norm, here's the point that I always make from this, and a good one that you made, which is we haven't studied this, and shame on everybody out there in the field who didn't study. It. We don't know, and they screwed up the controls early on. They had like uh, all the placebos were disclosed, so all that was all that was ruined. So we have no control group to know. Well, it's totally legitimate also, Steve, for us to uh, question the facts because our CDC has been hiding data. You bet. 
Yeah. As a matter of policy, and they have admitted that they've hide, hiding it, literally be, hiding it. Because, and their argument is is so exposed. Their argument is that we're too dumb. We could not understand the data. We couldn't. Uh, we couldn't sit there and patiently have it explained to us. Right. That that we couldn't uh, figure it out once once and, they and tutor us. These are the assholes calling us anti-democratic for even challenging this. Because I mean, the fact right. is that democracy dies in the darkness, right? right? It right. just does. And you've got you've got the CDC making the government making decisions for me, and they're all getting rich. It's yeah. like I, I immediately have a problem. It's like Fauci's sure. a millionaire. How's that happen? Well, yeah. it's just like the government is hiding uh, illegal. Uh, you know, illegal crossing data. And, and you have congressmen like Chip Roy or a P, other congressmen from Texas demanding, you know, the Border Patrol cough up some numbers on, on uh, terrorist arrests or, or whatever down at the border. And, uh, you know, they've had to do FOIA uh, requests to get some of this data. And it's, you know, the, this, this CDC data is, there's no excuse. The Brits have been publishing this data for their public on a weekly basis, and the United States has not. Yeah, and, and it's clear that we have something that the that the those in charge want to hide from us. Well, look the 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 data from the PCR testing. They've now admitted that that was just way out of whack. The data on uh, uh, all the deaths. They've had to walk that back and say we overcounted deaths. I mean, sure. all the same crap that right. we were talking about right here at the roundtable yeah. at five eleven South I right. Studio C. Two years ago. That we had nailed. I was sitting down here. Yeah, we were sitting down here saying, I want to know. Right. I want to know. Sure. And uh, it, even by asking, so how you can make you an ask? informed decision. That's right. How so, do you make an informed decision when people are hiding data from right. you? Yeah. Right. And now it looks like, and, and speaking of data, the mask that you, you guys follow this. So a, a Florida court has ruled that the CDC. A federal, a federal Florida. Federal Florida court. And a federal court in Florida has ruled that the CDC's. Uh, airline mask requirement is unconstitutional um, and exceeded their grant of authority. And, you know, this is an administrative legal action uh, and it involved the rulemaking authority of the of the CDC and the administrative agency. And it goes beyond just the masks, right? It, 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 goes, it goes beyond that to say you can't just willy-nilly promulgate rules. You actually have to have, uh, you have to follow the Administrative Procedure Act, uh, if there's an emergency, you have to have verification of that, and you have to have some reasonable basis that the rulemaking uh, or that the rule you're promulgating is related to address the problem that you're looking to solve. And, you know, they, they didn't meet any of these standards, of course, and we've all known this. Uh, right. The CDC itself has admitted that cloth masks don't work, that they don't do anything. Right. Uh, and if it, The World Health Organization, their standing policy was masks do not work for a, a a pandemic involving a respiratory illness. Yeah, they don't work. And and, you know, and and that was before COVID. And as soon as COVID hit, the powers that be threw that right out the window. If you recall, Dr. Well, Fauci... It started, it started along those party Dr. lines. Dr. Fauci initially agreed with the standing WHO policy. And then, you know, a few months into COVID, he reversed himself and pretty much has admitted ever since that it was theater. It's almost like it was just safety. It's almost theater. like a cartoon character saying, "I wonder if we can get them all to wear masks now." We told him we didn't need them. Let's see if we can get them all to wear right. masks now. Right. So we're going to say this and see if it works, and we're going to cause this. That's that's how you felt. Right. And I'm looking at this like uh, it, it, these are easy questions to me when when the masking first happened. It's like, what about the people touching their face? 
20 times a day because they're wearing a mask? What about the people touching their eyes and scratching and, and then touching other things because they're wearing a mask? Aren't there contrary consequences? What about the people are getting less oxygen because they're wearing a mask? Like, they're, they're, these are legitimate questions. Well, I don't well, purport closing, to know the answers, but they're good questions. Well, yeah. closing yeah. down every health club, every restaurant, every this, every that, every other thing. Except but we, for fast food. But we could go to, but we could go to the, the grocery store where people are fingering apples. You and, could get McDonald's. <laughs> You yeah, could exactly. You could go to the grocery store to buy food. You could order you on could go Amazon. To Home Depot, right? But you couldn't go to Ace. Yeah, and you know you could do these things. Correct. Uh, actually, Ace Hardware was probably open, but the, you know a lot yeah. of these mom and pops went out of business. Sure. And, and you could go to all those things because somehow it doesn't matter there. Right. The, the point is, like the the we devastated the, the theater economy. of this, the yeah. nonsense of this was so patently obvious. It's almost like I woke up to this because of my job years so, ago. So so this all goes, Steve, to why I chose not to practice law. So I have a law degree. I did not want to be a lawyer because look what happened, okay? The, these regulations involving air travel were laid on two years ago. Yep. And it took two years for this case to reach fruition yep. to where a ruling has come out. And this is this is the problem. This is a problem with the election. Well, I with, don't know when with, the suit was with, filed, but with, yes, with Trump and his lawyers. Well, no, I'm just saying the regulation was in place, but it took it. You know, mm-hmm. wa- wa- well, winding its way through when the system. When you have Biden, we, we we don't get anything done when, quickly. When you here. have a White House, and I'm picking on Biden here, and I'm sure that I'm sure if somebody looked back, they could find other presidents, probably even Trump. But when when the president says. I don't care if it's unconstitutional. I'm going to do it anyway and yeah. then leave it to us, the people, right. to go fund a lawsuit and challenge it. That's an inherent problem. See, to is. participate in a in our system of government, right. you, it's implicit that you have to show up with a little bit of good faith and you have to participate. You can't just say, well, screw the rules. I'm going to do it anyway and let somebody challenge well, me. Well, the rules are called the Constitution. and. And I, I heard Jim Jordan get interviewed this week, and uh, Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio uh, get interviewed this week, and he said, pr- "Under it is precisely uh, under the conditions of extreme emergency and extreme need and extreme um, stress that we are to adhere to the Constitution most tightly." Most tightly, yes. Mm-hmm. And, right. and and what did we do? We we wholesale. This is our safety culture overcoming our Constitution. Well, it's back we, to the same thing. We wholesale throughout all kinds of constitutional protections to the point that this billionaire Musk, right, is trying to take over the town square so we can all speak on the town right. square again. It's, it's the it takes same, a commercial it's, operation it's to do it. It's two right. generations of this overprotectiveness that, me, that causes kids to complain when they get Miss instead of Mr., and, and feel like they've been violated and their feelings are hurt so badly that it's a transgression equivalent to getting punched in the nose to them. And so it's that fear. And, and you know, Steve, I, we told people they couldn't go to church. You can't go to we, church, we but you can go first, to Home Depot. We got a First Amendment right. Home Depot's essential. <laughs> we have yeah. a First Walmart, Amendment right to essential. our to our religious beliefs. It's so it's insane. Unbelievable. If you just wrote this on a whiteboard right. five years ago <laughs> and said this is going to happen, people would be like, "You're crazy." They arrested pastors in California. Yes, for holding church in parking lots. It, it, I mean, even in parking lots, it, it's it's insanity. If if I wrote on a whiteboard five years ago, we're going to get to a place in our country where we cannot go to church. It'll be against the law to go to church. But you can go to Home Depot, Walmart, Costco, 
and uh, and McDonald's. Can I ask you a right. question? Can I'd I be like can, what? Can I ask you a question? I seem to recall, and this is really. I mean, I'm dredging up, you know, law school filth from from eons ago. But filth. It's all filth. It's filth. <laughs> I, I it, uh, nightmare. Uh, it, it could just could some could could a Supreme Court justice like uh, uh, you know Chief Justice Roberts. Can he take judicial notice? Can he, without a lawsuit, without a, a, a an appeal, without anything coming to him, could he take judicial notice that he sees an egregious violation of the First Amendment and actually issue a mandamus or strike down something? No. He can't. No, they don't have original Boy, jurisdiction. That really like that. sucks. See, see that pastor in that the parking. That would be scary if they did, though. It'd be scary because that's well, a lever of power you don't yeah. want them to have. You well, do not want some guy to have that. Okay, or I'm, just, to have that. I'm just asking. But that's a good question, though. Yeah, I'm just yeah. asking. So, so how does that pastor at the retail level in a parking lot in Anaheim, okay, yeah, it, it, hold hold his hold his service, uh, his or her service outdoors? I don't care if it's a Satanist service or a Christian service, a it Jewish. It could be anything. Anything. So I'm not asking as a Christian. I'm asking as a First Amendment advocate. How does that person, in a timely manner, get that? Well, this is this has happened. It actually this happened. Is, this uh, is crazy. Uh, was it last a year and a half ago? <laughs> a year and change ago, around Christmas time, right after Amy Coney Barrett was um, yeah was um, approved. What's the word I'm looking for? Admitted, approved. Well, the Senate uh, confirmed. Uh, confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they, the court issued an opinion on religion, and it involved uh, a church, I think, in New York City. And uh, they enjoined, meaning they, they, the court issued an order preventing New York from uh, not letting, I know there's a lot of double negatives here, not letting the church go to have its service. So you, you need what's called an emergency order. You have to go get an injunction. You have to go file, request an immediate temporary order in but you joining can't, you can't go to the Supreme Court. No, you, the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction over things like that, but you have to go. The Supreme Court can't just make it up. But the Supreme Court has some original jurisdiction. You can bypass the federal, lower federal it, courts and yeah, go right to Yeah, and this to has the, happened a couple times recently in this related stuff. A private party could do this. I believe so, yeah. Wow. I believe so. Um, but it's it's limited. It's very limited jurisdiction. I, and, and people are going to be listening and saying he's wrong. He's a dumb lawyer. Well, I might be wrong. But there there is a there's a way you can get to the Supreme Court. Now, strategically, you may not want to do that. You may want to pick a forum that you know is going to be friendly to you at first. So Florida is probably a friendly forum for that. Um, Meaning the, the that, district uh, federal district, court. district federal mm-hmm. district court in Florida. Uh, that that district court was probably a friendly forum for that action. And, you know, they could have filed that anywhere. They, yeah, they, they could have. Yeah, so right, they, they sure. picked a form that's going to be friendly because right. you'd rather get a win, make the other side appeal, right. and then go up than yeah. a loss. Sure. Now, Biden said he's going to appeal that. Right. And um, see, and that's what drives me batty about our system. And what's batty is it's done in May 1 anyway, or whatever it was. They, the the, the, the yeah. CDC said we're lifting it anyway. But here's the problem. that The presidential order, problem. That order out of that court limits the power to do it again that's exactly and, what the, and, the presidential this is the uh, not problem. not president biden and shame on biden and shame on every other mofo yeah, out there it's who a wants that power yeah. it's like shame on you shame on you shame right. on you you don't deserve that kind of power if it bothers you to lose it um mm-hmm. shifting to another billionaire i think he might be is uh this jack dorsey guy who i detest twitter 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 just 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 detest. i love him 
like I love all human beings, but I detest this man. He, um, so, I mean, he's a guy that kicked a sitting president off of his forum yep. so that the president could not communicate. And I would be against him kicking Obama or Biden off sure. of Twitter, okay? Because I'm, fr- I'm pro-free speech, just like Musk. So Musk is trying to take over Twitter, as we all know, old news. But Dorsey said recently on a rare tweet, apparently he doesn't tweet much, um, he has I don't know. He's gotten a little bit of uh, a little bit of sanity recently. Uh, so he said he was in the streets of Ferguson, Missouri, during the Antifa BLM riots, and that he himself, he Jack Dorsey, the head of Twitter himself, witnessed CNN news crews making up the news, yeah. staging news. Okay, and he's telling this about something that happened, I think, in 2014. He's telling us in 2022 about something that happened eight years ago. And I want to know where the hell he was, right? I want to know because... If you witnessed that eight years ago and you're the head of Twitter, you're the guy, you're the Twitter guy. you got to be shitting me, right? You need to tweet that. Exactly. (laughs) Watching CNN make up news as I speak or as I watch. In real time. In real time, yeah. Instead, you leave it up to uh, outlets like Fox News or... Uh, the Washington Times or some, you know. Here, here's the thing, though. Th- it's like it's just I'm, outrageous. I'm far more hopeful about this stuff than maybe I was uh, just a few months ago, and maybe others are now. And that is, here's what's happening. There's a backlash, and it's coming. It's on us. Like guys like Musk are now saying, you know what? Screw this. I'm buying Twitter, and uh, if I can't buy Twitter, I'm going to create my own. And uh, Twitter's going out of business. And you can see Twitter scrambling. They're talking about the poison pill. They're talking about doing things that are really going to destroy. They're going to they're going to devalue itself to the point where it's very difficult. And it's already down. It was, it it was 60 per share. Now it's down to whatever 42. And you know, Musk is, he's motivated financially. So he may be doing this all might be a ploy for him to buy more stock cheaper. I don't know. I don't know. Which in essence it it was a little bit. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So he he gets on a board. It spikes the stock price. Stupid about that. Yeah. Yeah, Or he buys it initially as I'm sure it spiked the stock Mm -hmm. price. He was invited on the board and all was good. And then, uh, then all of a sudden he says he's going to buy the whole thing, and now now they're talking about poison pills. So now yeah, the whole thing because I, I think Dorsey did a back end on him and split the stock. Uh, so well, Dorsey's lesson, out. Yeah, I mean something it, happened the, to the back end. What they it. did is so they did this poison pill thing where, and I, I didn't know this beforehand. I'm not a big corporate raider guy, but it, it was like uh, they offer shares of the stock yeah, at a diminished value to everybody except Musk. So. Everybody buys in more, and it dilutes the shares, so Musk's percentage immediately drops, uh, and his his stock is worth less. But the problem with that is, so is everybody else's. Yeah, right. Right. and the shareholders turn around and sue the crap out of the of the company for acting in bad faith because you know Musk's offer was a good one. You know, it's like oh, wait a minute, fifty four bucks a share, I think it was, and it was yeah. selling at forty four at the time. Yeah, you know that that's like that's a good offer. Oh. And, you know, yeah, it's and so to turn that down yeah. based on some ideological, di- and, and here's what's great is that it exposes these idiots to the core. They're like, it does. We we believe in free speech, but no, you don't. Not we don't want uh, the other side to have full access to our platform to engage freely in what they want to say. No. It's like they're saying uh, yeah. that in the same sentence, right? No, I mean, and, and I guess going back to where Twitter banned. The, the acting president at the time, or the, the the president at the time, I guess I don't really have an issue with that. Ultimately, because it is a company that 
makes money. Sure. They can be on anybody they want. Here, here's honestly. the argument, though. Here, and, here's the problem. They have immunity, too. And, and this is the Rob Muse debate discussion. Exactly. We have. So they enjoy a little bit, a lot of federal immunity. And their immunity stems from the fact that they don't moderate content. All right. So, if, like here at Lawyer Talk, if I engage in censoring you, Brett, or you, Norm, um, now I'm not. Uh, this is a, a gross underexample of the problem, but so now yeah. I'm engaged in content control. It then I, in theory, could be sued for things like slander. Sure. Um, and and I'm I'm open to public lawsuit, but through federal law, uh, Twitter's protected. Now, as soon as they start engaging in in content moderation and taking down stuff on the bulletin board, so to speak. You know, the, the the argument goes that Rob Muse would make, I think, is that they should lose their immunity. So, yes. And I'm with you. Yeah. If a private company doesn't want to let me on, fine. It, it's the same thing as, you know, not selling wedding material stuff to sure. gay. I mean, it's exactly the, the same The problem thing. becomes when- Other than when the they, federal regulations, though, yeah. The problem is twofold. They get the benefit of federal protection and they're subject to the levers of federal authority. So when you get Pelosi up there and- the rest of uh, the Democratic, and I'm saying Dems because they were the ones doing it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would go the other way. Yeah, the, the, sure, the sure. problem, the problem with when so, they're threatening regulation, unless you do something, well, that's a government lever. Well, now it's government action. The, mm-hmm. the the other problem that that Brett's comments bring up, everything Brett said, I would agree with if you had an open, fair playing field, but we don't. Right. If we don't. you if you recall, if you recall, some some people did try did try to set up an alternative to Facebook or correct and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and 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 what happened Google went in I believe it was Microsoft Google went in and uh, and took away their ability to connect to they took the, the servers right to, and yeah took down the servers. exactly yeah. and so so they're they're operating in a trust type of oh manner. for sure like like uh, like uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Between like, like Google a- or Amazon, well, like both a- of them, like yes, AT and T, like Judge Green broke up yeah. AT and T. There are some people uh, that, in JD Vance was on talking about breaking up uh, places See, like Twitter, Facebook. I'm more, I'm going to be more libertarian on this That's than, a, than yeah. maybe others because, yeah. to me, as long as they're not under any control by the government and they're not getting protection by the government. Then they can but do it, what they want, but well, those, if they're my operating, two premises aren't true. The, well, but and they're also operating and they're they're engaging in anti-competitive behavior. Well, see, even then, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up tra- I'm gonna tend to be more libertarian on this, but it's it, my the two premises that I have are not met. The government does control them, if not only by threat of regulation. Okay, so we broke up AT and T. We broke up Standard Oil using antitrust, uh, the antitrust yeah. act. Right. Okay. And I think that's rot with peril. That's rot with. Okay. Problems. Well, JD, that's, that is one of, you know, no, no, I know there, I can there, debate there that. are, there are people who think that we need to use the antitrust act of course. to go after some I, of these anti-competitive. I think you can solve it tech. by just getting the government out of the damn backyard. Okay. You could get the regulatory, you get the, cause you get Pelosi saying, well, you know, if we, Unless somebody takes some action here, the government's going to have to step in and regulate uh, Facebook. And but then you got you, Zuckerberg kissing ass in Congress. Well, if you remember, though, the antitrust provisions were put in by Teddy Roosevelt, uh, who I consider a conservative. And so 
I I think see as a conservative, I believe in a fair and open marketplace. This is Thomas Sowell talk. Sure. You don't have a fair and open marketplace when you've got somebody's thumb on the scale. And when big tech won't allow competitors to use the infrastructure to compete against them, I, I'm then, with you. Th- but th- here's then the they're problem. operating like how standard is, oil. How is right. big tech getting to the point where they can do that? And they it is because of a relationship with the government. It is because of that. Okay, well, you're And if you eliminate the relationship argument. with yes. the government, then they can't get that big and you don't need to break them up. So, you know, it's like, in the relationship could be a tacit one. You know, I deal with this all the time. A tacit conspiracy is good enough. If you and I nod at each other, we have well, an understanding yeah, that sure. we're going to go do this together. Well, that's a conspiracy. For the sure. government is a co-conspirator in this crap. By by Congress standing up on the floor and saying, this is so dangerous that we're going to have to take action unless they do it themselves. It's like, well, somebody rid me of this menace. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it, you want to talk the menace that they created. That they create, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, Disney. And I think that's fascinating that in Florida, DeSantis and the uh, GOP are moving to strip Disney World of its uh, cityhood ability to uh, self-police. I got I got to think this through as well. So, first of all, I think Disney We'll start with the premise. Disney has come out and basically said, we're going to gay up all the TV. <laughs> we're going to try to gay up all our uh, cartoons. Well, that's and I, not, I've, I've grossly overstated it. Yeah, or, or, and, uh, and I don't think that's why DeSantis is doing this. Well, and they, they came out and basically said and opposed the don't their, their DeSantis bill that they call the don't say gay bill that doesn't really ever say don't say gay. But Disney came out. Well, and now it's a law. Um, now it's a law. Now yeah. Disney came out and basically opposed this. And there were these secret recordings of their executives saying, you know, I'm 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 doing everything I can. My not so secret agenda to put gay and uh, trans and whatever it is into our content. All right, fine. They can do that if they want to. They can they can do whatever they want. And we don't have to participate. We don't have to buy it. No. Uh, fair enough. Right. Then then you got to understand though they're getting a benefit. I didn't know this that that Florida has basically given. Um, they can operate as a municipality, yeah, essentially. They've given right. governmental oh, yeah. benefit and yeah. protection to Disney, yeah, and safe. DeSantis is now threatening to take that away. I don't know if I like this. I, I don't oh, know if I, I like it. I like it. I don't know that I like that they had the benefit in the first place. You talk, you talk to people in Orlando ever, Steve, about how dominant they are? Oh, no, I'm with you. I, I'm not saying I don't like It'll that DeSantis like is taking it away. It'll be like Intel in the I don't Albany. like that the government has the power to giveth and then taketh away, because it gives the government more control over private industry than it should have. I don't think Disney ever should have had that protection in the first place. I think Disney should be treated like every other company. Well, that's why it's and good to take it away. It's fine, take it away. But it, it they're not saying we're going to take it away and never have the power to give it back. Or if they are, fine. But if they're not, then the implication of taking it away is to say we can also give it back. Well, so what and happens that is... That gives the government tacit control over what Disney does and says. If I smack you at Disney World, right, uh, you don't call an Orlando police right? It's a, it's a Disney World municipal policeman that comes and charges you. Now, I don't know if they have their own court system, uh, but, but they, they, they very well may have a mayor of Disney World, <laughs> if you could believe, you know, that, that you might have to appear uh, in front of. So yeah. um, the whole thing with Disney, I think, I think none of us should be shocked that fantasists, uh, people who want to live in a pretend world and a make-believe world, would would tend to uh, conglomerate into the employ of a company sure. that that trades in make believe worlds, but it's still a minority. And and look, here's what's interesting to me. I was just down there, 
I was just down there. My son was playing in the orchestra down there for his high school. We went down and we had a trip. I didn't go to any of the parks because apparently you need reservations now to get into parks. And well, I wouldn't give them a nickel myself. And, but. you know, but my son was there, so I was a little bit conflicted. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, and the, the trip was planned two years ago. But anyway, the uh, it was an interesting experience that I didn't know. Like, I was looking around, like, is there any evidence of all this sort of controversy that I could visually see, observe, or feel? And the answer was no. I, I really didn't. Um, at the same time, I'm reading news stories where there's this tremendous backlash where Disney's get like people are just saying, I'm done with these idiots. I mean, we're not going to play this game. We're not going to buy their content. We're not going to subscribe. I don't know how much power the consumer has over Disney. And then at the same time, we've got DeSantis pulling back this authority. Um, it's 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 it was an interesting uh, experience just to be there when this is going on and see really nothing. There's no, no change right. at all. It was all the same as what you would expect. Tons of money getting thrown around. It was packed everywhere you went. I couldn't even get into the parks. I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But I guess back to my point, if DeSantis takes away whatever government benefit they've been vested with, I have no problem. In fact, I'm all in favor. But he should also take away the ability to ever give it back. Yeah. The other thing yeah. Disney is doing is they keep getting extensions on copyrights. Yes. For things that should be public domain by now. I can't wait to start drawing Mickey Mouse yeah, on everything and right, every t-shirt. Exactly. It's right. Like, it's like, a, it's a, yeah. Yeah. right. It's like uh Bach cello suite number one by now. It's so it's become public uh, domain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that's that, that company they, they, is used to special treatment. Yeah. They are. Oh, for sure. Sure. And for you sure. know what? They've been a city down there. I mean, they've been a great positive influence on a lot of things for a long time, but you know, the quiet part finally got said out loud and they finally, they finally let a little glimpse into what's going on behind closed doors and people don't like it. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't want my kids to be taught by Disney about gayness or straightness or trans but, or not you know, trans. But Disney's been doing not not that that piece of it, but they've been doing the sexist thing. Yeah, for a for long a time. decades. That's right. the, what do you mean? The the, the, the way they uh, dude. Have the, you females. seen Have you seen a Star Wars movie recently? Yeah. Well, uh, like the last three ones. You know, it's it's all so so. My sons who are not bigots, okay, all of their friends laughed out loud. Right, that in this in this Star Wars world that Disney now owns, you know, having bought it from Lucasfilm, um, that they have gone to this diversity thing. So you, so you you see people on a planet, right, that clearly this is not whatever. It's not a planet that has... Asian people yeah. or African American people or Caucasian people even, right? It doesn't have any particular race, right? And what Disney has done that the old Star Wars films didn't do, Disney will have people who are aliens on a given planet, right? They'll have them be diverse. So it's a diverse set of aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I and gotcha. you're just like, really? The people from it's Pluto, right. you, you've got to have like two Asians, a Mexican, Worse three blacks, and, and, and even and a guy in a wheelchair. And Mike, I sound like some kind of racist ass here, but... But well, even even my gratuitous. kids have picked up on you're, you're preaching to me. Just tell the effing story. Yeah, but but it is a fantasy world. <laughs> they you can, can create it, anything you want. They get to make I guess whatever I kind they of, want. I guess I count I kind of but counter that going. You can create this fantasy well, world sure anything you, can, you want. And they have, but it's but, it's, but it's, if you if you think there's a message there, that's it's to, trans, to, 
Oh, to- come on. Totally update. Yeah, you know, you could go there. That's cool. So, That's so like, fine. I've, so like, but it's a fantasy world. I they ha- can okay. develop so, anything they want. So I yeah. happen to like a couple of these Viking things that are on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> they have started having African Americans like from Norway. And I'm just now that's an issue. It, yes, well, that's a just, problem. Well, here, that's here's a, a problem. Here's a thing, and then we got to wrap it up because I do. Yeah, I have yeah. to roll. But here's the thing. It's that's like a problem. Every show I look at now, my my wife it drives my wife crazy. I call I, I call this out because every movie now is a female driven exactly badass right. who can kick the crap out that's of every man, of them. no matter what and they can do like superhuman things right so and and look i i get it i don't have any problem Laura with Croft badass females. In, the, in the tomb of the but it's the, gone the, like the, that times 50 now 50 yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. so yeah. You're, you're watching these movies and these girls who weigh 110 pounds are kicking the crap out <laughs> of these right. 300 pound guys i know like yeah. they're not just they're not just normal guys <laughs> these are like Oh, SEAL Team Six. These are other male well-trained badasses. It's not going to. It's it's absurd on its face, and they can do things like stay in the air longer than the guys. I mean, it's it's so stupid. But it's the crap. It's the crotch wrap around their head. That's what you want to see. Right. You want to see. Yeah, exactly. So I get it. Like Wonder Woman's fine because she's got a magic lasso and magic powers. Give a girl magic powers. Cal again. Right. Fine, but she can't kick Superman's ass. (laughs) Well, and maybe not even Supergirl's ass. Probably not. Yeah. I mean that's. That's just so there's this. And I'm not sure about Batman. I have to think that one through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Brett. Maybe no, Brett, Brett's, Brett's nailed it. They uh, they have, and Disney uh, is, is you know, they've gone from Cinderella. Uh, yes. And, yeah, you know, it's the, it's to the, now. Look, it, it's, it's, it, it, they've gotten woke and they're pushing an agenda, and it's not just to entertain the kids anymore. It's a little bit beyond that. And maybe that's what everybody's got a problem with. So, with that, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I got to be over at court, and it's uh, about yeah. time I do that. So, hey, by the way, I'm doing my first car show at lunchtime today. So, um, wish me luck. Good luck. Good Thank luck. You. Yeah. So, Cafe Norm's got races. a car show. Norm's going to have a racing show here. So, let's do a couple quick announcements. Norm's racing show is coming. I promise. We're talking about it. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. But we actually bought stuff now. So now we have to do it. Um, we've got uh, the set coming. We're going to build it. It's going to be right here at Channel Five One One. And guess what? If you wanted your own show at Channel 511. That's easy. Go to channel511.com, send me an email, check out Brett at circle270media.com. My podcast guy? Yeah. At circle270media? Uh, mypodcastguy.com. Mypodcastguy.com. So there's a lot of dot coms. Yeah, mypodcastguy.com. If you want a question answered, you want a topic discussed, you want me to just hang out and chat with you, no big deal, check us out, lawyertalkpodcast.com. We've got uh, an client or we'll call it a listener interaction form which is really just like a little email thing so you, you just fill in your question wow. send it my way and i'll cover it right here at lawyer talk where we are taking on all the topics at the round table i'm taking on all questions at least all the ones that i can get to on the q a series and i'm breaking down the complex legal stuff that doesn't need to be complex why because i like to make things simple and almost everything can be made simple as Norm's giving me the hand gestures over there. Nanu, Nanu. Nanu, Shazbot. Nanu. Sh- <laughs> Mork. <laughs> all right, Mork. Uh, all right, so with that, this is Lawyer Talk Roundtable, off the record, on the air, at least until now. <laughs>